What's up, everybody? It's Coach Dave, and I left. And Laura, and I left, and welcome to the She Lifts. He Lifts podcast. And tonight, we are talking about our fitness influences. That's right. At some point, somebody had to influence us in order to make the journeys that we have. Um, and hopefully, like I said last week in our closing, in our closing, hopefully, you know, you've taken some stuff from myself and from Laura, and that has motivated you, inspired you, and helped you develop the discipline to keep that journey, and you've learned a thing or two. So we're going to talk about the things, the I'm sorry, the folks that we've um, learned from. Now, I'm going to put one caveat on there. There was one thing that I did tell Laura. I said, neither one of us can say Arnold because that's too too damn easy because um, he, at some point, has influenced just about everybody in fitness. But my number number four, um, and usually we do do five, but I think we, we sort of narrowed this one down a little bit just to the people who really did uh, affect us. So my number four is by the name of Greg Duchette. Um, and if anyone who knows this guy actually might even think this is a little weird for me since I talk about not being a bodybuilder um, a lot. Greg actually was a competitive bodybuilder um, in the, uh, I believe, the late 90s and early 2000s. He's also very big into um, uh, uh, cycling and uh, is very much, the thing that, that, that really stands out about him, two things, is he isn't afraid to say, take fitness um, sort of myths and, and even things that people hold as fact and call them out. Um, just similar to what Laura and I did last week. Um, but he's also very big on nutrition in terms of like we, again, like, like I am very big on swapping things in and out and finding ways to make healthy or high protein or, uh, versions of the things that we like to eat. High protein French, my high protein French toast recipe was actually inspired by his, although his is a little different. Um, he does pizzas. He does. He actually has an, uh, a thing called the, his anabolic cookbook um, that is actually very, very interesting. So if you ever get a chance, check out Greg Duchette. He is on YouTube. Um, I believe he also has a, spot, a podcast on Spotify. I tend to listen to his videos on YouTube the most, but he is definitely someone who really influenced me. My um, first, well, I'm going to go kind of backwards because it feels weird to talk about this in backwards order because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like kind of what get, got me all started. So Dave's going from bottom to top. I'm going from top to bottom. <laughs> um, so I was always relatively active. Um, I did like sports in high school and stuff. So I was like familiar with the weight room. Um, and like the fitness and all that. But when I was in college, I kind of fell off a little bit. And I, when I say I fell off, actually, I didn't fall off a little bit, I actually fell off like ridiculously hard. Um, and my, one of my roommates, she would go to the gym a lot and she would always tell me like, I'm not necessarily sure if she noticed I was like falling off hard or if she just wanted like a gym partner, but either way, whatever she said to me, got me to pretty much where I am today. And she would be like, Oh, come to the gym with me. And I'd be like, no, I'm not going to come to the gym. I'm going to like sit on the couch and watch TV and eat probably pizza. I don't know. And she would just keep going like over and over. Like, I'm going to the gym. Do you want to come? I'm going to the gym. You want to come? And then finally, I don't remember. I think I actually ended up going to the gym with her, but it was like the college gym. So it was like really crowded and like, it was like pretty intimidating. And all I knew how to do were machines, but I worked at a YMCA at the time. So I ended up going to the Y like before and after I would work, I would work out at the Y. And that's what actually got me into lifting was her just like pushing me. 
I don't know if I want to like found it on my own or not, but shout out to her. Shout out to Amanda for letting me, um, for like pushing me to find a gym because I may not have even ended up, I, pro- I may not have even met my husband and I may not have ended up doing what I'm doing. So thanks girl. <laughs> awesome. I keep forgetting that you met your husband in, in the gym. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the rare times that it's actually okay to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never met anyone in the gym because it's either always been it's always either been either creepy or just not interested. So it's always been just it's <laughs> never worked out for me. Um, so my number number three um is and I'm uh, it's probably someone that most of you are familiar with. Uh, it's a gentleman by the name of John Cena. Um, John Cena is a professional wrestler. 16-time WWE champion turned uh, actor, um, actually currently is back in the WWE during the uh, strike. Um, but the reason, and, and I've talked about how I like wrestling and all, and martial arts and all that kind of stuff, so that that's part of it. But the real reason I like John Cena, and, and the thing that he impor- imp- inspired me with, is his discipline. John Cena is one of the most disciplined individuals you ever come across. He, one of the th- couple things that I have uh, from his training and his discipline that have stuck out, out to me. One is he squashed with every workout. Um, and I think I talked about this before, even if it's not his heavy, heaviest or a complete uh, uh, squat workout, he is, he does squat in every workout because it does help him. Uh, obviously wrestling takes take a whole toll on your body, especially on your knees, but it also develops the the testosterone and the hormones released to help the rest of your muscles grow. Um, the other thing that he does, he has done, inspired me, one is he doesn't listen to music uh, when he lifts. Um, he actually has his own gym and he keeps it silent when he lifts. He counts in his head and in order to keep his mind focused, he learned how to count in Mandarin. He's one of those guys who makes his bed every day and has a a very set routine every day, which is impressive considering how hectic his schedule is. But discipline is something I think that all of us, um, myself included, and I'm not going to speak for Laura, but I would have a feeling if I had to, if I had to bet uh, a paycheck on it, we, she, her too, could always say we could always use a little bit more of in our life. Um, th- these are that is the one motive, one thing that you can't that motivation is going to fail you. One thing that we don't talk about enough, and when you can discover someone who's going to inspire you to be more disciplined, that is worth a whole hell of a lot. Great. I definitely think that, uh, I think I actually saw a meme the other day, and it said, like, you always, something about, like, you have to fear the person in the gym that doesn't, listen to music it was something along the lines of like if somebody's working out and they don't listen to music like you know they're like battling demons <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah let me tell you what i so and again i i, I understand his, his discipline with it but i've tr- actually tried it before i'm like nope can't can't do it especially especially with the uh the my so the gym that i work in has really weird music playing sometimes so i'm just like yeah no yeah, I have to I actually have to do that, but I would prefer to not do that um, when I'm like working out from home. Because if I put on music, my son will want to listen to his like Thomas the Tank Engine podcast. And that's a hard, like, I would rather listen to zero music 
than <laughs> listen to a Thomas podcast. Like, sorry, man, I did not do that. Do not recommend. I would much rather lift with music on. So it's not a not a choice, but a necessity. <laughs> when you do listen to music, what do you listen to? Just out of curiosity. Uh, two friends, big booty mix. Um, um, what the SoundCloud? I don't okay. know I can think of that. It's like it, I, I'm pretty sure I have like undiagnosed ADHD, and it's like a mix that switches like every couple seconds. It's just like top hits that just switches. So it's I'm, perfect. I'm, it's like an hour long, gets you through the whole lift. You press play once, and you're good. <laughs> Highly I recommend. Put, I put it on a hair metal station. It gets me nice and angry for when I got to lift shit. Yeah, I like to do that for my compound lifts, not like metal, but like um like ACDC or like Guns N' Roses. But then yeah. when I get to my accessories and I switch to big booty mix. <laughs> um, my I don't have a good transition for this. <laughs> my next fitness influence. Um, this is so my next two. Um, other than like my roommate convincing me to go to the gym, like. Pretty much from day one, like I have a very like again ADHD. Like I got hyper fixated on the gym, and after that, like that, I just never like my, my, that hyper fixation for from that never went away. So I don't really have a whole lot of like other influencers that like pushed me into the gym. My next two are what I use now as a trainer to help me be a better trainer. Um, and the first one is a podcast called Mind Pump. Um, they are three trainers. They've all been trainers. I think they're like in their 40s now. So they've all been trainers like 20 some years. Um, so they have like a ton of experience. There's three to three of them. So they have th- three different training styles. Um, and they the one is like super nerdy. He talks about like a bunch of studies. The other one's a little more behavior. Like he used to do like bodybuilding, but he's really big into nutrition. And then the other one is a little more functional, like mobility and he'll do like powerlifting. So you get like everything. Um, and I just really like to listen to everything they have to say. Honestly, it just makes it a lot easier because I don't have to experiment on my clients every I've been listening to them for probably like three years now and everything that I have tried in the past has turned out to be like when I apply it to myself or my clients um it's been true so it's just really nice to have that like all right mind pump said this there's like a 90 percent chance this is going to be accurate so everything I actually follow like I don't write myself my own programs I actually follow their programs that's how much I trust their um like programming and their knowledge is I just follow their programs all most of the time dude I never write my own programs that was something I learned at all like I would say with the first six months because I realized I haven't done hip thrusts in six months now, yeah. So I'm going to say this: it, it, if I, if I were and if I were a hairdresser, I would probably be like, I'm not cutting my own hair the same way. Never write your if you folks if you think about getting a trainer, never write your own program because you will always leave something out that you don't want to do that is really necessary for you to do. So always, uh, what trust me, this is a very tight knit group. Uh, uh, when it comes tight knit community, um, of of trainers and fitness professionals. So if you have once you're in it, you're sort of in the in the club. Trust me, someone will do it for you. Oh yeah, and if you and you have like your set 
exercises and I have exercises that I forget about sometimes and someone will bring them up and then they find their way back in my programs and then I forget <laughs> about a different exercise and then I remember it again and then that finds its way so you always want to you don't unless you have like ridiculously good discipline and a wild exercise library like always don't write your own which brings me to my next one, because someone who's actually, I've gotten programs from, um, I've also sort of developed a, a training style based off of him, off of his, uh, of his, his name is uh, Jeff Cavalier. Um, Jeff Cavalier also uh, has a company called Athlean X um, and has programs, merchandise, supplements. Um, he has trained professional athletes as well as everyday people. And one of the things that I really love about Jeff um, Jeff is about heavy lifting, um, but he is also about a lot of accessory movements, and he's also about once you uh, of phase training. And we talk a little bit about this. And basically, what is you lift heavy for a while, you then you sort of get that muscle that you build to work for you. One of the things that I've talked about before is training for life, and most movements in life are translated into some sort of athletic movement. Jeff, having trained athletes for most of his career, was able to adapt those, tone those down into functional movements for everyday life. Um, I will say one big glaring place that Jeff and I disagree on, or not even disagree, I think it's it's more of a mindset. Um, Jeff is like 100% uh, dialed in on his nutrition. He all, often talks in his videos and his podcasts about not uh, hardly ever having cheap meal except pretty much on his birthday and his kid's birthday, and that's it. Um, he walks around in a single-digit body fat. Exactly. Um, he walks around in a single-digit body fat uh, 100, you know, 365 days a year, and, and that's good for him. And again, this is sort of what we talk about, Laura and I talk about all the time, is sustainable fitness for real life. For me, for my lifestyle and my goals, that's not that's not real life for me. Um, although the training does is, is is the nutrition part of it isn't, and and you've got to find. I think that's another thing that I want to talk about because real quick, and not to go off on a tangent, but this is Laura and I talk about all the time how we do have similar goals, similar outcomes. We do have also very different styles. And again, Laura's not right or wrong for listening to Mind Pop. I'm not uh, right or wrong for listening to Athlene X. We pick, we take things from the people that influence us. There are people that have done this for, for years before, and hopefully one day someone will be on uh, their own startup podcast talking about Coach Dave and Coach Laura um, and, and how we influence them. And I really hope that that's the case. That would that's pretty awesome to think about too. Now that I said it, um, but I, but seriously, that is one of those things that you have to find what works for you and what re resonates with you. And whether that's the the training, whether that's nutrition, some combination of both, even if it's bits and pieces of the nutrition, um, you find got to find what works for you. So, <clears throat> my. My last one, these are really the only three that I have. Again, not somebody that influenced me to get into lifting, but somebody that I look to now um, is Squat University. He is, uh, his name is Aaron, Dr. Aaron Horshing, I think. He uh, is a physical therapist, but he specializes in like 
lifting and athletes, like mostly power lifting and like Olympic lifting athletes. Um, but his content, since he's a physical therapist, is centered around uh, making sure that your joints are stable, functional, able to perform like compound lifts. So he focuses a lot on like addressing a common issue. So like, does your back hurt when you do this movement? And he will have the answer to it. I have, uh, I have his, I know I have one of his books and I feel, oh no, no, I have two of his books. Um, and I look at them all the time. Like if my client comes to me and they're like, I, my, the front of my shoulder hurts at this point, I've read that book so many times. So like, I know what's the culprit. If you're coming to me and like the front of my shoulder hurts right here. I'm like, I got you. But at the beginning I would be flipping through my book. Like, all right, what does what SWAT university have to say about this? And I'd be putting my clients through his program and they would be pain-free. Um, I apply it to myself a lot and I just feel like it's, so important, especially because I do focus on lifting heavy um, to make sure that we are complementing that heavy lifting with our joint mobility and stability. So I'm like 50, like squat university for the warm up and the rehab and mind pump for the programming. Obviously, my own programming is my programming for my clients, but for myself, squat university for the warm up, mind pump for the lifting. Perfect match. Mind pump does do some joint health stuff too, but. Squat University just takes it to the next level. I feel like we should do, like, I want to do a whole show on just warm-ups because I feel like, like, people just do not talk about that enough. And yeah. it, it's another one of those things that's never right or wrong, but it's just one of those things, that especially when I... Know, there like, definitely are wrong warm-ups. Well, I mean, yeah, there are wrong warm-ups, <laughs> but I'm saying, unless, the, except, for, except for the really wrong, you're right, there are wrong warm-ups, but except for the ones that are really wrong. Um, just the old like, let's do some reps with the bar, no weight on the bar. All right, we're good. Let's slap three fifteen right, on right, there. Right. Like, that's, no. yeah, that's that's a wrong warm up. No, I'm talking like <laughs> some people use a band. Some people use a band to work the rotator cuffs. Other people use a, um like a PVC pipe or a, or uh, actually I've even seen people do this with like a uh, like a like a group fitness like a body comp Les Mills bar where they do shoulder rotations and dislocations. Um, like all of those things. Are not right or wrong. Oh, one other thing we're wrong, wrong for. Don't static stretch before you work out. No, don't. I was going to say that, but I I was hoping that you didn't. Yeah, that's I should have assumed that you didn't, but didn't want to yeah, no, step I, on I, any tips. I, uh, actually, that is something I learned from Jeff. Um, oh. So, my, my, my number, actually, I'm going to have a 1A and a 1B here. Um, my 1A is a gentleman by the name of Obese to Beast. If you ever check out the Obese to Beast podcast, this guy lost 170 pounds. <clears throat> he now competes in physique uh, competitions. He also, um, guys, when you lose that much weight, um, and I actually have some of this because I've lost, because uh, like I've thought before about it, losing over 100 pounds, you have excess skin. And it looks like, and it's, to some people, it can actually look like uh, like fat um, because it is in generally in the places where, um, especially on on both men and women, really. But it is in the places where you carry your fat the most. So in your stomach, um, for men, right under here under your pecs, there's always a little bit of flab. Um, for women, sometimes it's around your arms and right in the middle of your stomach and under and uh, under your butt. There's always that little bit of skin, and a lot of people, when they do that and they know that they can say that they go and have a surgery that actually can remove some of that skin and tighten it up. This guy gets on stage 
in a pair of, you know, skimpy board shorts, tanned up, flexing, and, and shows off his loose skin proudly. Two things I take away from that. First of all, it can be done. It can, you can lose large amounts of weight. You can take control of your health. You can get to the goal that you want to you want to be. The other thing that I take away from that is where the, is he wears that like a badge of honor. And I'm not suggesting that if if you, you you never get get skin removal surgery if that's something that's on your radar. But what I am suggesting is that find a way to grow your confidence and own your journey. For everyone's is different. You know, Laura and I have talked before. Laura's never been um You've never really been overweight, have you? Not other than like when you go to college and you would like to eat the dorm right. food and gain right. like the freshman 15, which was like the freshman 30. But right, yeah, they called it the freshman 15. I was like, no, no one, I've never ever gained no 15 pounds. Um, uh, so but anyway, my point was, Lars never really had that journey. I've also never really had that unhealthy relationship with fitness. So, like Laura has talked about before. So, where your journey, be proud of your journey. Be proud of how far you've come. One of the best things that I can ever tell, I can tell you, as a guy who's had to come overcome a lot of uh, uh, not only physical but mental things in my fitness journey, there's a version of you uh, last year, the year before, forty years ago that is so proud of where you are now. Um, Embrace that. Embrace the change. Embrace the journey. So, my one B. Um, this actually pains me to say this a little bit. Is actually our very own Miss Coach Lara, um, who has actually inspired me. Um, and I wasn't going to put this on this list until yesterday. Yesterday, and I'll get to that in a minute. But Lara uh, has actually inspired me to take certain steps and and, and, and and look into researching it and getting better at certain things in trainer. Not that I wasn't trying to be a better trainer on my own, but corrective exercises, um, pre and post uh, menopausal uh, training on how to, how to help uh, women who are uh, in their mid to late forties and early fifties where they when that generally starts occurring, um, those types of things, uh, Laura has really inspired me to uh, to look into and, and sort of get better and become more knowledgeable. Um, I really do appreciate appreciate this. And the reason I'm bringing this up today and the reason I added to this list is I have to tell everybody, this is going to be Coach Laura's last podcast with me. Um, Laura doesn't know this, and I, don't, I know I've may have told her, but I'm not sure if she knows it or not. Lars, part of the reason that I came up with the brainchild of this podcast in the first place. As I've mentioned before, Lara and I have never been in the same room at the same time, but we've been on a bunch of Zoom calls. And one on one Zoom call, she she mentioned uh, that she wanted to start a podcast. And I said, yeah, that'd be cool. And I started thinking, what could I do? What could I do? What, how, how can I, what, what can I do to make this my own? Um, I thought about mental health. I thought about, um, calling it the same thing that I call my my own personal training company, which is Rockstar Fitness. Check me out, Rockstar Fitness on Facebook, just, to, just in case you're out there. Um, but really, when I when I started look, following Laura's social media, um, I thought, you know, 
she has a very different perspective uh, from what I do. And that's where, where the, the She Lifts, He Lifts podcast was kind of born from. So, Laura, thank you for inspiring me and to be a better trainer. Thank you for inspiring me to, to take this journey. And thank you for coming along with me. Today will be her last one with us. Um, we will continue. I'm going to find an, an, another co-host, and I, I think uh, I, I have one. But I told them they have some big shoes to fill. Um, and Laura is not only a phenomenal trainer, a phenomenal uh, mother, but a phenomenal human being as well, and a phenomenal friend. So that is all I have to say today. Um, but guys, again, Laura, I, I, so please thank you very much for everything that you have done for everyone listening and, and me personally. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for thinking of me. It's been like, I can't feel that. You're making me feel bad. <laughs> I do. I appreciate the, the thinking of me and have being on all 15 of these episodes. Um, I just, it's been a little bit of a time commitment, just backstory for everybody. Um, why I am no longer going to be part of She Lives, She Lives. It's been a bigger time commitment than I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so my son only is not with me for a little bit of time throughout the day, um, and it was just, like, kind of, it was really stressing me out having to, like, turn around and edit it and upload it and record it and plan it, so not that I didn't want to be a part of it, it just ended up, it honestly just ended up becoming a negative thing because of the stress around it. Not like recording the episode was stressful or negative, but just all this stuff on the back end. So I will still be, um, I'm going to start my own podcast. Uh, so Dave and I will be collabing on the new journey together for sure. We will, not the last time. Not, not, at, not at all. Um, and, and guys, like one, one, one more thing I'm going to say just about tonight's topic in general. Yes, Lars inspired me. And whether it be Jeff Cavalier, John Cena, Amanda, Mind Pump, there are tons, there's tons of fitness information out there. And I'm going to say probably 90, 85 to 90% of it is very good information. Um, two things about this. First of all, there are things that I've learned. One of the things that I've learned from all of these guys is that all of their advice hasn't been applicable to me at every stage of my journey. Two things I encourage you when you're finding, whether it's coach Lauren, coach Dave, or whether it's somebody else, find out where they are in their journey. One of the things that when it comes to advice that we get out there that drives me nuts is when you hear someone who is in very, very good shape, and I'm talking like in the under 15% body fat can bench press, you know, uh, one and a half times their weight squat, I'm sorry, deadlift twice their weight. When you're in that level of fitness and you're telling somebody to do something, you better know where they are in that their journey. You know, I talked about this in one of our nutrition episodes. You, you find someone who said, oh, you shouldn't eat white rice, brown rice is better for you. Well, let me get, guess what, guys, if you're, the advice is to, if, if you're giving that advice to someone that's eating French fries, then white rice is still better option than French fries. 
and really on and honestly that I've really come across that, that the difference between white white rice and brown rice is very, very minimal. That's another that's I think white other. I think that white rice is actually better for you now. Oh, is that is it is it? I think I think oh. so. Don't I'm gonna get to that in a minute. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Um but th- that's the thing. Make sure that the advice that you're getting is applicable to you at your current stage of your journey. And sometimes that can be hard to find. Even good advice at the wrong time is bad advice. So I encourage you, whether it's from us, whether it's from somebody else, seek out the, the folks that, that resonate with you. Seek out the advice that you think is going to work for you and your journey. So until next time, Laura, one more time, please tell them what they can do. You can do hard things. Guys, join me and our new co-host uh, next time. We are going to be talking about things in your in your journey, um, specifically in our nutrition, that you've been told for a long time aren't uh, the best at getting you to your goals, that are actually probably better at getting you to your goals than you think. So we're going to talk about that next time. So until next time, 